Hey, is this thing on? Lance, Nick, ready? Can you hear me? Welcome to the Live Free and Hunt podcast. Live Free and Hunt podcast episode 24. We had Rob and Aaron on. We went over um, their last season, talked about the story of Odd Job and uh, Eric's buck he shot this year. Um, and we talked to um, about Fan Bam Outdoors and what he's got going on. So um, let's get it. deck of cards that loves to lose you don't listen to me and i don't want you to because we sure have fun throwing my money away you bet high i bet low you're all in and i'm all broke another paycheck down the drain all right live free and hunt podcast episode 20 something i don't know which which one it is but we got rob and aaron in the house they made a long drive over uh fam bam outdoors yeah we uh and hunter's moon um um you guys took an hour and or hour 45 minute trip over here yep in the snow in the slop (laughs) in the slop and i was the one that was late (laughs) (laughs) yeah nick literally lives 20 minutes away well, Aaron said he was going to get to my house at 9. nine. He was there at 8.30. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So Perfect. he was excited to come over. Nice. Well, not knowing what the roads are going to be like. Yeah. Well, it's slowing up get a little bit. Get out of the bit. house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple of real New Englanders. Yeah. Snow doesn't stop it. Um, I want to talk about uh, this past year. You guys, both of you guys had some uh, uh, exciting things happen. Um Rob, I want to start with you. But you could also uh, Aaron first, but since we had Rob on, we can see his yeah. background. And oh, let's do yeah, that. So then. Let's yeah. do Aaron first. Aaron. Okay. He's yep. he's much yep. more exciting than I am. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you grow up hunting? Did you uh, were you growing up with, uh, hunting as a kid? Or um, I I did hunt as a kid. Um, <clears throat> my dad didn't like it that much. He was yeah. he had a rough uh, upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, rather cut wood than than hunt yeah never understood it that's a yeah i don't understand it <laughs> never understood it till later in life um when my brother and i we i didn't really start hunting hard until i started ruger yeah in 94 buddy of mine there he uh he was big time hunter work we work second shift so i'd hunt with him <clears throat> and uh he really got me into it got bit by the bug and really enjoyed it and then i had a few quite a about 10 year stretch where being working second shift was not good for my body yeah um between bad eating and stuff like that i was overweight and by the time i got on first shift in 2012 i dropped considerable amount of weight and then hunting became enjoyable yeah and really really my brother and i started hunting pretty much self-taught um more deer around then than there was when i 
first started hunting. How how old were you when you were getting into it? Like when you said you went back to first shift. Uh, let's see. I was 2012. I was what? Uh, 29. 29. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no, no, we're not. I was born in 73. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't know what, what it figured up to be. Something You're like just 30. Just a little kid. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it doesn't matter. I was no, just no, curious. No, it was, it was in my mid 30s. Yeah. Okay. Um, then uh, really got into it and put more time in. Yep. Um, deer hunting was my favorite. Uh, I had a stretch where my brother got me into duck hunting. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Um, Picking up decoys sucks, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get, getting up before daylight and yeah. freezing your butt off, and then yeah. who wants to pick up decoys afterwards? Mm-mm. But, no, I used to, uh, I'm a crafty guy, so I, you know, I made my own decoys yep. for cool. five years or so. That's pretty sweet. Um, you got know. to shoot birds over them, too? Yeah, I got to yeah, shoot birds awesome. over them, so that was, yeah. that was, yeah, that was awesome. Um, then, uh, real passion was deer hunting, though. Yeah. Um, then, well, you know, I met Rob. and well, Were you guys, like, sitting in stands or just poking around in the woods? Yeah, most most of our, uh, my brother and I, when we when I was really into deer hunting, was mostly stand hunting. Yeah. Um, never really did much still hunting. Yeah. Um, kind of knew the concept, but <laughs> I'd move too fast through the woods, right. you know. yeah. And never really saw the woods for what it was. Mm-hmm. Um maybe uncomfortable from not knowing yeah. you know or, or not not being not doing it enough really yeah is what it was but then when i met rob he uh he started taking you know showing me the ways and well last year was yeah it was awesome so go over the go over uh that hunt if you want to um okay yeah so we <clears throat> we had our first deer camp last year up to our camp and uh we which was awesome yeah <laughs> Do you guys do that every year? Or was it like that was first? A, that was the first? Well, we we had <laughs> tried to have it a couple of times, and there's always something that happens where we can't. <clears throat> right. That yeah. we met up at the camp that time yep. to to do first deer camp. What was it last year? Year before? Two years ago. Yeah. And the heater didn't work. Yeah. The, the heater, <laughs> and the it was it was bed. really cold. Yeah. So yeah. we said, well, I'm going hunting over here. You go hunting over there. We'll see you later. Yeah. And that's how it ended up. But yeah gonna make you an annual thing now though mm-hmm. or try oh, yeah. to absolutely yeah yeah. Yep. yeah that was fun um of course i had the whole month of november off uh i went down to virginia where my folks live and uh my they just moved there a year or so ago and uh, where are boats in virginia uh they're in the southwestern part of the state okay um they're just about 60 miles north of um bristol okay yep uh mountainous area 2500 feet um they moved from florida they're originally from up here but my dad got hurt and way back yeah they lived down there 23 years wow um so they moved up there it was like yes man now we got a place to go hunt (laughs) right yeah and as luck would have it it got in good with the next door neighbor and and uh he took us out and showed us areas and my dad actually the guy that hated hunting when we were kids my brother and i when we were hunting and we were having some success out of tree stands and stuff uh, introduced him to hunting out of a tree stand and i mean this is a guy that couldn't sit still for 10 minutes um and <laughs> shot his first deer ever awesome like, um i want to say it was 2013 and then he shot another deer with us in 17 2017 yeah. and then he went down there and he 
bought his, you know, he bought, he used all my, my guns and stuff. Yeah. Down, when he got down there, he bought himself muzzle loader, uh, bought a Ruger rifle. And last so year. I know, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, he'd use mine. Yeah. He came up in 2017 and he'd had a bout with kidney stones and he didn't know if he was going to make it, but he didn't end up making it and he never, never went out and shot the gun. And I told him, I said, uh, this gun is dead nuts. Yeah. And I said, you can go out and kill a deer with it. And sure enough, uh, you know, opening night of rifle season, he was sitting in a stand down below us and deer came in and he shot and. Then he missed the first shot, and now he's left-handed, shooting a right-handed gun. Yeah. But that's the way he grew up, so he was used yeah. to it, you know? He was and, what you got. And I hear, you know, I heard him racking the yeah. bolt, and then I heard, pow, again, and the deer took off, and I know I'm straying away, but. No, you're right. good. No, um, yeah, go ahead. Um, uh, my wife and I are sitting in the stand together, and we can see the deer running away yeah. um, down over the hill, and I'm saying, man, that thing don't look good. Something, yeah, I said, I'm pretty sure he hit it. Yeah. And as it was running away, he shot again. And, of course, he's down there. Hey, I got air. Go on it. Go on it. Go on it. I'm like, hold Let's on. go. I'm like, hold on. I'll be right down. So so we get down there, and uh, he's already out of the tree. I don't know if he jumped out or what, but he's he's on the ground. He's over. Your dad's like Superman. He flew out. Yeah, he, yeah. Is, he is. He's my hero. He is Superman. But we get down there, and he's on the, you know, he's looking around, and he's like, He's right here when I shot. And I look down, I see this tuft of white hair, and I go, oh, mm. no. I go, this is going to not probably be good. So uh, I, I told my wife, I said, oh, get out the toilet paper. I said, we'll start tracking start this deer. It, yeah. And, I mean, there was a huge tuft of hair, white hair. So I told my wife, I said, you you follow the blood, and my dad and I will be on each side of it, and, and we'll, we'll track it and see if we can find it. And it went right you know we we finally picked up the first spot of blood and we got down over the hill and <clears throat> he started bleeding pretty good and um he come to an old dry brook bed and it looked like looked like he'd fallen down there was blood matted in the pine needles and stuff yeah. and i looked over towards the power line where it was real thick hemlock and a deer picked its head up and i say hey poppy's right there I said you better give him another one yeah and he goes I'm out of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd had a mat. The magazine had three rounds in it, and that's all he had. Yeah. And I said, okay. So I, I took my gun. And I, I finished it off. But that was that was pretty cool. Good you know? deal. And, yeah. And then so fast forward to this past season, he shot deer down in Virginia, a nice big eight pointer. Nice. Um, with with a muzzleloader. Good deal. And then I was on opening day of muzzleloader down there, and then two weeks later was opening day of rifle, and he shot a spike horn. Wow, he filled the freezer. And, and yeah, and so I mean, you know, my dad's taught me a lot throughout my life. Yeah, and he's been my mentor, and with you know the, the th- my you know teaching me how to work and stuff like that. But it was pretty cool to be able to be his mentor. You know, yeah, as, as far as hunting goes, yeah, that's freaking awesome. So it, it kind of was. It was. It was last year was a pretty good year. Yeah. So then, anyway, I got back from Virginia and just in time to have deer camp. And uh, Rob and another guy uh, that we hunt with, Caleb, come over, and I never saw a deer. <laughs> I never saw a deer during deer camp. Actually, the last deer I saw was in September 25th. I missed with my crossbow. Yep. Um, a week after my wife shot her deer out of the same stand. <clears throat> um, and, of course, she got that all on video. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so, um, but then, uh, yeah, I went from September 25th until the day I shot my deer with Rob. 
without, without seeing, seeing a deer. deer. Yeah. yeah. But I was, you know, I put a lot of time in the tree stands and this, this area that I hunt out of a tree stand is, I figure that if I put enough time in, I will Something's see gonna something. Happen, right. And this year it just never did. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Saturday after Thanksgiving, uh, Rob and I got together and we went out and made the magic happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you were still hunting that, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Was it your first, you, you said you were still hunting, but you're moving too fast in previous. What, yeah. What, yeah. If I was hunting do? by myself, I just, you know, I, I, I know that you're supposed to go slow, but I never really knew how slow you had to go. Yeah. Um, and I, I never saw anything. And if I did, I usually jumped Jump something. Yeah. yeah. And, and then of course it was most of the time it was on dry ground. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> but hunting with Rob's, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's mentored me in the, in those respects because now I have kind of confidence and yeah. knowing how fast I need to go and what to look for right. and stuff like that. So. <clears throat> I know Rob's a uh, blind here. You're not a tree stand guy, right? Blind Ew. or still hunting? I hate trees. Well, I like trees. I don't like trees. <laughs> so what would what would like the the biggest when you're still hunting? What is like the biggest part of when you were you know trying to teach Aaron here or mentor him? Like uh, he said, going slow, making sure that every step you take has to be something that's pre-planned. Yeah, I don't I. When you're in the woods and you're trying to still hunt, you're taking my method is three stops, three steps and stop. Mm-hmm. And then you look at everything and you look at what's behind you, look everywhere because it's just like shed hunting is you take five steps in one direction and you look behind you. Now everything looks different than you were when you were at that last spot. I've had probably six deer that I've shot still hunting have come in from behind me. And if I had just stayed paying attention to where I was heading, I would have missed them. So with still hunting, I think that the biggest thing you can do is go slow and look at everything. And you're looking for something that looks out of place or something moving. Um, And being very precise with your steps. If you put your foot down and you feel something underneath it that might be a stick, you lift it back up and you move it to a different spot. You'd never try to sit it down and break sticks. Crunching leaves, I don't find that to be a big deal. Yeah. I mean, unless it's really bad. But breaking sticks is the warning sound in the woods. The, the, you've heard it. You guys have been hunting and you hear You're, snap boom, and then a deer looking. shows up. Right. Yeah. Now is your warning. But you hear leaves crunching, it's a squirrel. Right? Right. Deer are the same way. They're 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 stupid. People give deer way more credit than they deserve. <laughs> okay. Everything that they do is instinct so if you make a sound that they're used to hearing you've got nothing to worry about movement is another thing aaron aaron tends to move his head and his arms a lot he doesn't know that but i watch him (laughs) if you move your hands and your arms it's a warning or if you're moving your head too much everything has to be slow and smooth it's like okay here's a great way to put it because it's something that you see outside it's snowing when you're driving in snow, do you you jerk the wheel or is everything smooth right. and yeah. slow? Still hunting's the same way. Everything's smooth <clears throat> and slow. Smooth is fast, fast is slow, right? There you go. Aaron. It's a Frenchman in me. Yeah. <clears throat> go ahead and talk about your more about your deer, I guess. Uh okay. So we um <clears throat> we went into the spot we'd been in a couple times a couple years prior to that and 
we um we walked up the trail and and as we're walking up rob's got a nose like a bloodhound and he's like man i can smell deer up here and i'm like i'm like like, he's like you smell that and i'm like i didn't but i said i did uh, I guess, yeah. yeah. I gotta smell it. it <laughs> wasn't oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you shit your pants? No, no, I smell deer. <laughs> no, there was, there was, three, the wind. there were three does and one buck. Yeah. And I can smell that. Yeah. I could smell the does had come down through earlier, and you could see where the, we could actually see them in the gra- in the wet leaves. Yeah, imprints. And I put him ahead of me. I put him on point, and we kind of went, you know, with me on a, at a forty-five degree angle behind him followed the tracks and you could see the tracks going up through and then you could see this other track that was out of place there was definitely a buck toe dragging and uh, and you can smell a buck i mean when you smell does what you're smelling is like that hemlocky smell mm-hmm. or yeah. uh, that deer smell yeah. you smell a buck you smell tarsal that time of year yeah you smell the deer too but you don't pick up on it as much because the tarsal is so strong at that point so you can smell that, and you smell that sweetness of the dough, and then you smell that tarsal smell, and you can just tell looking at the tracks. You put it all together; it's like being Sherlock Holmes. You you just put that yeah, all together, like, and you make second, up a story yeah. in your head. You may be wrong. I've been wrong many times, but we were right that time. Yeah. So. so going into this piece, you guys didn't know you had an idea of where there like it was doughs previously bedding, or is it like a select cut, or why'd you choose like to just it's just a walking path where you started in oaks 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 and and it's a big cut it's a huge cut it's a piece of property that um we have access to that's owned it's 632 acres yeah it's actually public so anybody can hunt on it Mm -hmm. and um the area we were in was an area that the deer they come through between bedding and feeding in the morning and they usually stay up three quarters away on that that bowl that's in there and cut across the buck had come in from across the road kind of where we had the truck parked he had come in from there actually i think he came in after we had came in the woods and walked by i think he crossed our tracks and hmm. went up in but um he, you guys all had trail cameras up there and stuff previously mm-mm. nothing no nope. just came up to that piece you knew it from uh, previous history. years yeah. well i mean for full disclosure we the company that a person i work for yeah. owns it yeah and we spend a lot of time up there okay so just scouting that's so, what yeah. made you pick that piece yeah. with scouting yeah. yeah yeah we've had really good luck in this section seeing deer it's a it's a place with not a lot of deer mm-hmm. i mean there's not a huge contingent of deer there but what there is i've gotten to the point where i've seen them so many times and i've been in there enough that i can kind of predict their movement that time of year and obviously we we're spot on this right time, but yeah so yeah, carry on. You're walking up that trail, and yeah, we 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 cut out another trail and and uh, cut some tracks. And Rob gives me the yep, I knew it. And of course, we found a fresh pile of shit. So we started out through and uh, worked our way up, across the brook and up an old log road where it was all. I guess last year he said it was knee high grass, and mm-hmm. that this year it was all berry bushes. And, yep. Could, you could see the trails where the moose and the deer had been, and mm-hmm. we started working our way up to that that three quarter point, and you know we'd stop every so often because he don't want to kill me, and <laughs> we we have little discussions like I said to him, well, what is so? What can I shoot up here? Because it's kind of your area. Yeah, 
I'm I'm a I'm a deer Nazi. <laughs> I mean, I I I don't mean to be mean about it, but I have certain projections in my head of each area that we that we manage of what I want to shoot and what I don't. Right. I mean, if a if there's a spike or a fork that comes down that I don't see in my head, it's everything's in my thing. head. It's yeah. goony, right? Everything I see in my head, I can see what its future is in a way. And if it's a do- if it's a deer, I go, yeah, that one's gonna die anyway. Just yeah. shoot it. <laughs> but if it's if it's a deer that I feel it's got potential to be something special, yeah, I kind of don't want him to do it. But I, I the other thing is I also knowing Aaron, he feels good about shooting anything. So basically, I just say no spikes. Yeah, anything else, just I just didn't want him to shoot a spike. Because I you wanted never know him to. What's gonna, right. Yeah. And I knew the area enough to know that there's some, there's some crack of jack deer in there. Yeah. And if you shoot a spike and then we're dragging it down the other side and this huge 12 <laughs> or something pops Son out, of a bitch. You're really not going to. You're going to be upset with yourself. And I don't want Aaron to be like that. I want him to be happy with what he shoots. So I guess I was being a deer Nazi, but, you know, whatever. It was, it was fine. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know. If we had we had deer deer in the freezer, so it was like not like it was pressing to kill something. Right. Um, we like deer meat, so yeah. <laughs> and, and that's I think what we discussed. Yeah. We got deer meat in the freezer. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know. But he's like, yeah, if, you know, if you do see a spike, you might want to let it go because there might be Mister Big behind it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we'd stop, do the shoot the ship for a few minutes, and then, okay, let's go start up the hill, and we got up to the, uh, just about the three quarter way point, and it opened up into an old cut. <laughs> and you see on the video that he was Rob was facing towards the left and I was happened to be facing towards the right and we'd been hearing blue jays all morning behind us so we kept checking our backtrack and making sure the deer weren't coming in behind us and I was like man I hear something walking and I said you hear something walking and he's like nah it's a wood a woodpecker just yeah he's like no it's a woodpecker and I'm like does it, we've got to tell that part of the story too because I uh, I had shot a three fifty seven Magnum, and uh, not too long before this, and I went deaf in my right ear. Yes, yeah. Sarah's deer. <laughs> he's he's le- he's deaf in his right ear. No left ear. Le- his left, my left ear. Yeah. And uh, so he can't hear this way. And I can't hear this way. So it worked out good. I'm looking like this. He's looking here. Yeah. But we he he'd said he'd heard that, and I heard the woodpecker go off, but I couldn't hear anything else on this side. So it was pretty funny, and then he, it, it just worked out good. So yeah. yeah. yeah no, it was, I was like, I'm like, nah, I can hear something walking. You guys did that in the video, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and uh, I was like, no, I can hear something walking. And I, I, I could see over the top of the berry bushes, and I see, you know, the, the ass end of a deer walking away. And I go, Rob, there's a deer right there. And so he pulls out the grunt call and starts blowing on it. And so I pushed him behind me and stepped out in front of him. And, you know, he, with Odzi, he'd, he'd blown the grunt call and that, and Odzi came out looking to kill somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, I'm like facing that way thinking, okay, maybe it's this gonna guy's going to do the same thing. Right. And, and nothing happened. And there was a bunch of brush and, and stuff to the left of him. That yeah. He, I think he got behind. And then Rob, Rob hammered again with the, the grunt and, um, all of a sudden we, see him bounding up the hill and i was like oh shit but i did see a big rack you know decent rack and i was like all right and i'm like come on please stop please stop and he 
he did. He stopped right at the edge of the edge of the cut. Oh, of course, his head was behind a, you know, yeah. not a big deal, but his head was behind a tree. And I just pulled up and shot. And I don't think, to this day, I don't even know what the hell I was aiming at. But Rob's like, give him another one. And that time I took my time and, and, and made sure that I could see the, the front sight behind his shoulder. And, yeah. and I squeezed. Of course, I didn't know at, at that point. Um, and he took off up the hill and got up to the top and there were, there were some hemlock trees up there and some berry bushes and that's where I lost him. I couldn't see him anymore. And, and Rob's like, no, he's heading across the yeah, top. I'd, I'd see him go up and once he, he got to that peak, he kind of staggered a little bit and then he turned and went back towards the wood line. So I was like, and I knew he hit him because you could see it when... He's aiming, of course, but I'm watching the deer. Should have been watching it in the camera. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's yeah, one of the things. Yeah. Yeah. How many times I've done that? So I'm sitting here. I got the camera. Well, you see in the video where I've got the camera like this, and I'm looking at the deer, and then I realize, oh, crap. You finally see me bring the camera. But uh, the deer just – the first shot, it just stands there. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, the deer's used to hearing thunder, lightning, or whatever else. But that second shot, when he hit him, that deer, it, you could tell he hit him. He got hit, yeah. And he went, the funny part was the way he ran right off the bat, he went up the hill. And then he, when he turned over the top, I was like, he's going back down. But the other side's really steep. Mm -hmm. So I says, he's heading back down that other trail on the other side. So uh, and he was worried. He was, oh, I didn't hear him. Oh, no. I was like, no, you got him. Tell him what you, okay, so I've, I've hunted with a lot of guys that can shoot. Yeah. Garrett, Garrett, don't don't ever make Garrett try to shoot you because you don't you're going. That kid can pick the wings off a fly, <laughs> but this guy here doesn't give himself enough credit. This kid can shoot, okay? So he's shooting that that uh, marlin, yeah, with the peep sight on it, mm -hmm. seventy five yards, standing up, freehand, freehand, and if you see where he. The first, uh, the first shot, I think he flinched, or he he was just nervous. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was a rush shot. So. But the second shot, if you see where he hits that deer and he tells you where he aims it, you're gonna go, damn, that kid can shoot. Yeah. I mean, it was it was pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. When we found him, it was like, oh yeah, man, sweet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, perfect. Like, right, right through both lungs, clean pass through, and the blood was. <laughs> Yeah, but blood looked like a blood smoothie. Oh yeah, it was just yeah. whipped, well, yeah, thick yeah. and and weird looking, you know, almost like, like I don't know how to explain it, like a foam. Right. Yeah, you know, it was like a paint, thick, paint, a thick. bright paint foam. Yeah, it was perfect, and and he's still worried because there wasn't a ton of it. But I'm looking at that first blood, and I'm like, he's gonna yeah, die. He's <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. He's, I haven't shot enough deer to to know. I mean, Rob being a tracker and everything too, mm -hmm. dog tracker yeah. sees all kinds of blood and. All the deer I've shot, and it ain't a lot of them, has <laughs> been most of them have been shot and they drop, yeah, or they go within eye shot, you know. Right. And, um, this was probably this was the first deer, second, well, other than the dog deer. What yep. caliber was that? That was my 30 30. 30 30? Yep, yep. Um, I had a in 2015, they what? they that's how I actually Not met Rob and Diane was through uh <laughs> dog tracking, okay. Um, my brother hit a deer that year with the bow, mm -hmm. and that was the first time we met. And then Halloween night, opening day of muzzleloader, I shot a doe and classic drop like a rock shot. Yeah, um, spine tingler. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) Got down out of the tree, go over, well, dropped it. Of course, with a muzzleloader, you don't have a follow-up shot right off. So I got the gun loaded, and she, like, dragged herself behind some brush. I was like, damn. So I lowered the gun down out of the tree, jumped down, started heading over towards where she is, and me being a meat hunter, don't want to, you know, blow up the back straps. Yeah. She's laying with her legs away from me, and her all I can see is her back, and she's just moving around. And in hindsight, I should have just poked her right between, you know, shoulder yeah. blades, but not wanting to ruin the meat, I <laughs> took and stepped around this tree, and I get one foot around the backside and she jumped up and took off like she was shot out of a cannon i was like oh boy i'm like what what <laughs> and my brother gets up to me and i must have looked like a cartoon character with my jar on the ground i'm like not saying <laughs> anything gone. he's like where is it i go it it just took off he goes i thought you dropped it i go i did and we went and we lost blood and then we called rob and diane and and they came over and we ended up finding it. I shot, hit her above the spine, broke one of those fins, yeah. and it went right straight through. Hmm. But it, yeah. the, just the shock of it dropped her like a stone. Yeah. Let's finish up on your uh, <clears throat> this year's. Your oh, okay. Buck, yeah. Then... So we we uh, we just r- Rob tracked, and I was marking with toilet paper in case we needed to call a dog in. Yeah. And when we got up to the top where it made the sharp right back into the wooded section. Um, then all of a sudden we found blood that yeah you know, there was a lot of blood like a, opened up yeah like a blind man could follow yeah. and he kept telling me okay just get your gun ready in case it jumps up follow it down you know follow it along so me i'm looking like way down through the woods trying to see where it is and he goes hey bud you deer's right there <laughs> it was i was like oh my god and then, feeling yeah then, yeah then of course you know he breaks out the video camera and yeah. and we gotta i can't go and look at it right off because yeah. we gotta we gotta tell the story right. and <laughs> that's the beauty of filming it calms you down yeah, yeah. it slows you down a little yeah. bit yeah but that was yeah it was cool nick yeah. shot his deer with a i'm glad you said that it was a 75 yard shot because nick was kind of worried about this year the deer he shot was what 40 probably so i've always wanted a marlin yeah yep. and uh i just got married this past august and my wife got it for me Nice. 30-30 Marlin. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> so On both I, items. Yeah. <laughs> so I passed up a couple deers, muzzleloader with Ty and Lance, because yep. I wanted to use that gun. Well, the buck came in around 40, and I was, it was, I was pretty calm. I wasn't moving. So I pulled, and he just dropped. But he was still, you know, I spined him. Yeah. Yep. Whatever. So all I hear is I shot him again, and it felt like he was going to die. And then I hear a whistle, and it's these two. I'm like, where the hell did you guys just come from? They started like five miles down. Wow. We were just kind of yeah. still we hunting a ridge. And then looking for sign too. Right. I, we didn't know where Nick was area. hunting. Like, I knew the general area. Yeah. And then so me and We Nick, didn't think we made that much ground that quick. Honestly. No, we <laughs> were, yeah. We, just we found a scrape. Like, let's just rattle here for, you know, a couple minutes. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's, it's, fa- it's close enough where it's like, yeah, but that's gonna be Nick. I was so glad. I I think I passed that same deer up because it was a, it was a six, and at first I thought it was a four. So I looked at it when I got it, and I'm like, dude, I passed that deer up a muzzleloader. Yeah, and he came. It was in the same area. <laughs> yeah, 
But you you I were was, worried about the knockdown power of the thirty right. thirty. No, well, like, I was skinning the deer out, and then I found I found one of the bullets still like lodged in like a fatty piece. Didn't break the other skin. It was lodged yeah. in between the skin and the meat. Yeah. And I'm like, this was either the first shot or it had to be either one of the second shots, but yeah. it was closer up. I'm right. just surprised it didn't go through. Yeah, yeah. It, it, a lot of it depends on your ammo. Yeah, believe it so or that's, not. So that's I was going to yeah. talk about. What you're shooting greens? Because I don't know what I think you think that shoot was a 165 Hornaday. I like heavy. I like 170s. He yeah. he was shooting 150s. 150s yeah. 150s are devastating because of their velocity change. It's they're faster. Yeah. So and I've killed I think two or three with 150s because I couldn't find 170s. And boy, they they I don't see a whole lot of difference. I just feel better with the 170s, yeah. and that's what my gun shoots better. And a lot of times you'll find, like especially with the lever guns, and maybe with maybe I know the Ruger Americans are the same way. They like one kind of bullet and not the other. Right. Yeah. But then it could be different guns. I mean, um, I have one gun that shoots the Winchester silver tips like you were shooting, yeah, so. like slick. Then you throw the the uh, Remington into it, and it kind of eh, it's okay. Yeah, so. But Betsy, the one that I shot Odsey with, that thing likes. 170 grain Remington core locks, and that's what it shoots. Yeah. Good. So you, sometimes it helps to grab a couple different boxes play and with just them. play with yep. them and see. But um, well, I was so pumped to get out with it. So that's all I had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would, if you can find them, you know how it is with the ammo. Yeah. If you can find those ballistic silver tips, I'm per, I'm impressed with those. Those yep. are wicked. Bullets. I got lucky with that. Is I I told the girls I said, hey, pick me up some 30 30 rounds when you're out and. Those are the only things they could, that's you know, that's all I could find. It was, yeah. It's hard mm. and past year. I ended yeah. up, we ended up going up to the camp there when we did that video um, of our guns, mm-hmm. and I got it sighted in with those, and it, it loved it. I yeah, mean, that, that, that gun loved it, but it yeah. hated your Remingtons. Yeah, it didn't like the It hated the, the core locks. locks. Yeah, which is weird, but yeah. I mean, that's just how it goes with those guns. Every gun I have is pre-64, Yeah. so I don't know if it, like, I, I've I've always heard that a lot of those older guns shoot cast bullets better than jacketed too, so it could be that. I don't yeah. know how old your Marlin is. <coughs> new, Just, brand, brand yeah. new one. Oh, yeah. it's a three three six. Yep, yep, yeah. So a lot of those come factory. They do a lot of the stuff with the uh, Marlins were with the Hornaday. Okay, I know they. That's they, what I was the lever, out of it. The lever revolution. Yeah. yeah, so I know they did a lot with those. Because that was my mother-in-law had a whole box. She's like, "Oh, here you go." I'm like, "Oh, yeah. thanks." Yeah. Yeah. I found with my guns, they shoot high. Yeah, you know, because they're they're flatter shooting. They got more velocity. Maybe that's why it's find it. Could no, be. That's because no mind. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, that thing was dead on. Don't worry, right out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But go ahead. Who needs sights? Who needs sights? <laughs> right. You just point it. Yeah. I I, I know you're like running a, a peep sight. Yeah. I got the Williams. Of course, I'm running the old buckhorn sights. Yeah. I I my problem is I I want to put a peep on them, but for those really old guns like mine, they're not drilled for it, and I'm I'll be damned if I'm going to drill the, yeah those yeah. old guns peep out. Inside, yeah. yeah. So there's a few options I can run. Like they have one peep sight from uh, one company that slides into your buckhorn yeah. in the dovetail. And I might try one of those, but I can't do that to Betsy because she's just, I can shoot that gun. Literally, I can shoot that gun without looking at the sights. Yeah. It's just, just shoulder, it, it's there. Boom. It's it. I've shot yeah. it so much. I've shot so many deer with it. It's just, 
it's instinct now with that gun. My other guns, some of them have an old bladed sight with the pin in them. Yep. So those are, I've really got to aim because I'm not used to those type of sights. I just picked up my grandfather's uh, 1901 Model 94 in 30 WCF, 26 inch octagon barrel. Oof. Um, it is a tank, yeah, but it was his say. gun. Yeah. He shot all his deer with it, and I reacquired it. Aaron's going to fix the couple issues that the last person who had it didn't take very good care of it. Yeah. So um, I want to get it back so I can shoot a deer with it and then retire it. That'll My brother cool, shot yeah. his first deer with it. Grandfather shot his first deer with no it. No shit. I'm going to shoot my first. Uh, not my well, first, but I'm going to shoot the first deer. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to shoot the first deer with it, and then uh, and then retire it and put it up because it's just 1901. Yeah, it's all forged equipment, and I'm not worried about it breaking. Right. But it's just it. It's so cool. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. That's Marble cool. sights on it. It's just sweet. I love that gun. You want to go into uh, the history of Odzi and what happened to him this year? Sure. Odzie was a buck that I started getting pictures of in about 2017. Uh, he was He's always been a short, squat tank of a deer. Even at, even at three and a half, he was just, you could see that that deer had something. Yeah. You know, like I was talking about earlier, you see a deer, an eight-pointer is an eight-pointer to most people, you know, after you shoot enough of them, and you're like, ah, just an eight-pointer, but... That deer, you know, <laughs> that deer had something. Yeah. It's like you get like six guys in a room, and the guy that's going to end up being a famous guy, you just know because he's got that charisma. There's something about him, right? Yeah, right. So same with deer. I look at pictures of deer, or I see deer, I watch them, and I go, that's the one. That's him. And he came into the picture, and I was like, wow, that deer's on the don't shoot list. Can't shoot him now. He's got a long ways to grow. So, I had pictures of him that year quite a few times in the apple orchard and a few times in the field. Actually, he was in a huge bachelor group that first season. There were twelve bucks in that bachelor no group, shit. and three of the four that were, uh, three of the twelve that were in it were beasts. Made him look tiny. Um, one got shot. One disappeared, so he might have got shot. And the other one, I have no idea what happened to those three big ones, but. So Odzi went about his business that that winter. Um, never saw him during a hunting season. I'm trying to remember what I shot that year for deer. That's pretty bad when you can't remember. I'm not, bra- was, I'm not bragging. It was I, a I, ten point or something, was, right? No, not that year. The, this is 2017. So 2018, I shot the ten. Okay. Oh, I shot the, another. I shot an eight. <laughs> just no, another eight. Another eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, actually, that was a pretty cool one up on the mountain. But um, no, so he, I didn't see him, and I, I never had him on camera again. Didn't have him on camera that spring. But that winter, after the, I, in 2017, um, December 2017, I picked up a shed um, really early. And the squirrel had already chewed the crap out of it. Really? It, I mean, it had dropped his blood right there on the snow. Uh, there was blood on the base. And the squirrel had already chewed the end of it. But I recognized it because the first year I ever saw Odzi, he had a split G3 on his right side. I was like, oh, I got that shed, you know. I looked everywhere for his second one. Could never find it. Oh, well, I got one, right? So then he disappeared. I didn't see him all season. Didn't have him on camera, nothing. I said, oh, coyotes might have got him. or So I went about my business started seeing that little tent uh, that pretty boy tent i called him yeah um a lot and then i had 
monster eight huge monster framed eight and i and i have a 10 pointer on the property that he shot his deer on this year um that's 170 inch so that was a deer i was really looking for so didn't worry about oddsy figured if he showed up he showed up so 2018 swings around the 10 pointers i see the 10 pointer all the time i see this deer it was almost like it was almost in in, when you're hunting or on camera hunting mowing the lawn <laughs> weed whack there doing he is. whatever. He's, he's just there he's eating all the time i see this 10 pointer and of course in velvet he looks you know yeah. every deer looks giant in yeah. velvet um he looks big so i'm like okay well i think i'll let him pass 2018 i'm sitting in a tent blind the 10 pointer comes down i'll let him pass he comes in and checks a scrape by me i let him pass so i'm sitting there watching him dub around one day sniffing does and all of a sudden this gigantic bodied monster buck comes down and he didn't his rack didn't look real big but his body was yeah. a tank and i'm like what is that of course i'm with i'm in my tent blind i got a bow that thing's 60 yards out and he crosses in front of me and goes down follows this big old doe never see him again i'm like that is a huge buck what buck was it so i wait and i wait and wait and finally i get a day that i got some crappy weather and stuff and i wasn't going to sit and i went down the road where that deer had crossed grabbed the camera picked it up it's odd job it was him i'm like he's back how it was two years he just disappeared was it two years it was one whole i call it my my years all run together yeah because they go, they're split up from catfish season a turkey season catfish season um hunting season shed season that's yeah. my year that's how i split it up so yeah there was one season that he was not Just there gone. didn't get his sheds nothing so <clears throat> he, he uh i was after him that year i kept trying to find him i thought i was on him now that 10 pointer had a huge foot for this 150 pound deer it had this big foot so what had happened was on my lawn i have four or five apple trees and they were bumper per crop so every night during the deer season, the deer are on the lawn eating the apples. So I put cameras out there. Odds coming to the apple tree. The 10 pointers coming to the apple tree. Then we get some snow. Damn. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be tit. No problem. Got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> going to get I up feel in like the I always think that. Yeah. <laughs> and then the season <laughs> starts. <laughs> you have to picture. I've always found with hunts, I have to picture the thing i can see it in my head before visualize it right yeah Yeah. and and the more i visualize it the more it comes true Mm -hmm. it it, i know it sounds crazy i've I've done it i've pictured it but it didn't it makes you it makes everything it makes you sit longer it makes you stay out there if you visualize it it gives you the confidence to do what you gotta do and know that everything you're gonna do is right yeah i guess (laughs) i don't know so i says to diane i says i'm gonna get out in the morning i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna check my camera and i'm gonna see the the deer and see who came and then i'm going to follow the biggest track and that's going to be his well lo and behold he didn't show up that night on the camera Mm -hmm. but there was a big track so i'm like well maybe he didn't get in front of the camera so i followed the track up i'm going actually that morning that i shot the tent i decided i was going to try to swing around the back side of the mountain you see it in the video of me driving up into town taking those cool pictures of the fog over the lake and all that crap 
b-roll they call it yeah and i go up this hill no tracks on the back side so i knew he didn't come down that way so i swung back around parked got on the track went up and then i shot that 10 pointer the funny thing was i thought i was on odsey that whole time his track that deer's track you was, just assumed that was the the biggest track there yeah yeah and that 10 pointer's foot was big for his size mm-hmm. huge for his size and odsey's foot's like john wayne's feet small for his size yeah he had big foot don't get me wrong but it was for his body size he had smaller feet mm-hmm. so i follow that big track up there and i'm gonna get my odd job i'm gonna get, i didn't call him odd job at the time yeah i just that big eight i called him or nine i think he was a nine that year so i got up in there and i see that that deer and i shoot the 10 point i'm like that's eh, not the one I. <laughs> that's not uh, the one <laughs> but it's a great deer yeah and i was happy as i mean I, that was the last day Last afternoon at rifle season, I was happy as hell for that deer. Wow. Don't get me wrong. I know I, I come up at – once you shoot Odsey, everything else is – Yeah. Right? So I shouldn't say that because I respect every single deer I've shot. Yeah. But me trying to be entertaining, I guess. <laughs> anyways, to get on with it. So I had a, a friend who had seen Odsey quite a bit and wanted that deer in the worst way. Now, I'm not going to say that I undercut him because I didn't, but I wanted him too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just felt that I had a better shot at it because I understood the deer better. Yeah. And I was going to understand him even more coming through the season. So what I did was every camera I own, 30 cameras, was set around his area. I wouldn't go in his bedding area. I wouldn't go in his core. And I knew where it was because mm-hmm. I shed. I found his sheds. So rewind a minute. That year that I was after him, that I saw him come down the hill, and I shot my 10-pointer, I found both his sheds because he dropped one. Um, he came down the hill one night, ate, and disappeared. He came back the next night. He didn't have his shed. So I backtracked him and found that shed. I have a, there's a video for that too. And I know I keep talking about the videos because they're my life now. Yeah. Anyway, so I found that shed, came down. He carried that stinking thing for a week. The, the, the one other, on the left side. Yeah. Carried it for a week. And then one night during a snowstorm, he's, I'm watching him through my bedroom window. He's out eating apples. And the next thing I know, snowplow's coming. He freaks out, he runs, he jumps the ditch and disappears. Comes back the next night, no antler. I'm like, yeah, I got to get up there. So <laughs> yeah. I take the dog. It was, a, it was a Sunday. Take the dog up. We went everywhere following his tracks. Never found his shed. Matter of fact, I jumped him and I said, I don't get it. Yeah. Where's his shed? And you always get this mind, this thought in your head that sheds are magic and they hide on you. Yeah. you know, I don't know if you guys get that, but it's like, ah, he hid them. He put them under something. You know, yeah, they don't really leaves. do that. But So I'm coming back down the mountain. I get across the road. I take the dog off the leash. I turn him free. We're going to swing around the back part of my lawn and go to the house. I look down. I'm dubbing with the camera. I look up. He's got the antler in his mouth. No shit. So what had happened was when he spooked from the snow the snow plow he yeah. jumped the ditch dropped the antler right there and then went up across the no road. way that's crazy. so it was, it was 100 yards from my house yeah so i got both sheds now i have the magic in my hands yeah uh, now i know i'm gonna get this deer so we put because of the sheds and knowing going up there and finding 
the shed hunting him, I knew his core. I knew the points he was betting on. I knew how he was using the mountain. Of course, that has to do with the 25 years I've hunted that mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew how he was going to course through there. So what I did is all the cameras were set up around him in places that he expected to find human scent. Logging roads that we use a lot, regular travel paths, field edges where we hay, anything like that where he knew he was going to run into human scent. I had the cameras there to see what times, how he was moving. And I would slowly move them in as far as I dared them to go Mm -hmm. until I figured out his paths moving. I set up a tent blind in June in a spot that I had pictures of him every single day coming through early in the morning. And I set it up. I hit it. I brushed it in. You couldn't see it. He kept walking past that tent blind all summer into the early fall. September 15th comes. I sit in my tent blind. I have I don't know how many does if you've seen that video with all the does. Yeah, back and forth. And I'm waiting. Well, early that morning... After some of the does had come through, he came from behind me and went down through the woods where I couldn't shoot. Obviously, 50 yards to the woods, but you could see because of the logging roads. Yeah. I'm watching him. I'm like, you son of a gun. <laughs> he never <clears throat> went back by that tent blind in daylight. Never. Hmm. I had the zero trace going. The wind was in my favor. He never winded me. He never – nothing. Yeah. What it was is he caught my in path on that road. Fresh. He had caught my scent in there a bunch of times checking the cameras and kept using it because it was afternoon. He caught my scent at 4.30 in the morning when I came in, or I think it was like 3.30. I'd come in. He caught my scent early in the morning. He says, something's wrong. He says, there's something not right. And he avoided that. So that he that changed that one incident changed his whole pattern. Everything, and then from then on, any time I saw him from that tent blind, he was eighty to a hundred yards out in the cut, would not come near it. And I only sat that thing four more times after that. And after that, I pulled the tent blind and got out of there. Mm-hmm. So, and as the story goes, were you still getting pictures on on other cameras? Other cameras, yeah. Oh yeah, and I'd go in and check him. He wouldn't bother him yeah. if it was during the middle of the day. If I went in there first thing in the morning, it set up, I set up a tent blind in a different spot down closer to water because he was snaking down through on this uh, this little ravine that, you know, he had, a, he had a draw coming down. And he was on the high side of that, that uh, draw, and he'd come down to the pond, and he'd drink in this little nasty spot that kind of like a swamp off the pond, and then he'd head back up on the hill in the morning. I went in there and set the tent blind up near that, snuck in there early in the morning when he's supposed to come in. He come in from a different way, <laughs> caught my scent coming in again, and never drank there again. Drank on the you go down. Oh. So I'm sitting here going, this deer has <laughs> yeah. got my number. So I'm gonna have to think about this. So I pulled right out. I stopped hunting it. I stopped bow hunting it. I put all my stuff away. I says I'm not hunting him with my bow now. Yeah. I'm done because I can't. I don't think I can outsmart him by doing what I'm doing. I'm going to have to go in and actually get him. Yeah. You're not going to, he's not going to come into 40 yards for you. Absolutely not. I, I, the best chance I had was that first morning and I would have had to come in in a different way, but I didn't know there were, you know, you only know so much from your cameras and so much from watching that there's a lot of unknown and it was too much of a risk for me to change too much because I didn't want to blow him oh, no. right out of there altogether and then have some somebody else get him, yeah. you know. So I we went to camp 
and Aaron knows. I was at camp, and the whole time I was at camp, I'm on biting my nails i'm nervous <laughs> yeah. I, it's opening a rifle every every yeah. social media post you're like <laughs> I ha- zooming in honest to god i had diane on patrol yeah <laughs> and anytime she would there some 200 pound deer would be shot yeah in the area in. she'd be looking for the pictures yeah because i because it, it would have changed the way i hunted everything i would have i had a ulterior deer that ended up getting shot during yeah. the loader so um but i i just wanted him yeah i didn't care about anything else and the whole time i was at deer camp i said something really special is going to have to come out to me to shoot it with my gun i mean it's going to have to be you know bambi's dad like some big giant non-typical yeah Yeah. something that i'm never (laughs) going to see again so anyways i i said well rifle season's going to be it and of course we didn't have snow so now i can't track him yeah i says well the one common factor was this there's a saddle at the top of the hill the place that i hunt i've shot probably 17 deer in that saddle over the years um it's just a major path yeah and that was the common denominator in this whole thing is he used that every single day night day morning evening he was back and forth through there all the time and he had bedded, he bedded on the point on the far side of it. It was just one of those places. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to shoot him in his bed. Bull crap. <laughs> yeah. I was never going to get it because he was set up in like his fortress. There was yeah. no way to get to it. The thermals were in his favor. <clears throat> he could see all around. You weren't getting him. Yeah. So I was like, well, the only thing I can do is cruise up through here once the rut hits and hope that the does, when they come through, they drag him with him. Yeah. So the morning that it happened, I I had a pre-planned strategy of how I was going to attack the hill. I get up, the first thing I do, and I don't know about you guys, what's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning other than have a cup of coffee and take a crap? I'm looking at the weather. Bam. So I'm looking at the wind, and I'm looking at what the sun's going to be doing that day. Is it going to be cloudy? Is it going to be sunny? Because that's going to determine how I have to use the thermals. Thermals are more important than wind direction. Because that's how the deer, when they set up to bed or they set up to move on a ridge, they use the thermals to, to move. So I got up. I checked the weather. I says, I got it. I had like four or five different ways I could do this. And I says, okay, I got to do it with this, this one right here, which was good because it was the one I'd been practicing. <laughs> so I went up in, heard something, <clears throat> thought it was going to be a deer. It turned out to be that coyote. Let him go. Um, got up a little farther and I'm going slow creeping along and I get in text nothing more I hate than that phone vibrating because yeah. well, it could be an emergency yeah. and whatnot. so pull it out and it's this joker over here <laughs> one of our friends had an issue with a deer and he wanted to know some, get some advice so I literally break all rules Hop on the cell phone real quick. And I called him back because it was was an important enough issue that we needed to talk about it. Yeah. So we talked about it, and I, you know, I'm being as quiet as I can. I hang up the phone, and I'm praying to God. I'm like, please, forgive me this intrusion (laughs) because this this was bad. And um, I put the phone back, gathered my stuff up. I took four steps and blew a deer up. 
was like, where the hell did he come from? He was bedding down right within ear distance of me. Yeah. Heard me talking. And um, until I moved, he didn't jump up. It was a six-pointer. As a matter of fact, it's the six-pointer that I got the uh, Matt Sheds from the other day. Um, he jumped up, looked at me, blew at me, and ran off. I'm like, well, that's bad. <laughs> oh, well. I said, Turns well, out that's bad. <laughs> I said, I'll just keep going. So what it is is I came out of this section. It's all select cut on the top. And it's like little holes of pine. And it's not pine. It's balsam and spruce up there because we're pretty high. And I cut through these roads. And then there's the long log tote road that cuts straight across. And then it goes down the main log trail. So I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to. I want. I could see where I want. I needed to go, and so I was just going to cut up this road a little bit and then cut up onto the next bench. I started up that road, and straight ahead of me is the front of the bowl on that on that that saddle, and I see a deer about three quarters away up that going across. And I couldn't tell if it was a buck or a doe. I just could tell it was a deer. So I'm watching, and it kind of gets around the point there and disappears. So I take a few more steps, and I says, well, he, whatever that deer is is up here. If it's a buck, I'll grunt. I'll see what it is, and I'll film it. So I pull out my – here we go with some, with some shameless uh, promotion. Fam, bam, grunt call. <laughs> and I just hit it once. I just whop once. And I can hear it crashing. I was like, oh, I just blew one out. Or, yeah. could, or I was thinking, actually, I think I, I think it was that was six-pointer just took off. All of a sudden, I see movement coming down the benches, and at the bench to my to my left, he just steps out, and he's standing there, and he's all, like all, oh, huge rack. And I'm like, that's him. Uh, I don't that's know what him. to do. That's him. That's him. <laughs> and I just kept saying it. That's him. That's him. That's him. And I'm shaking, and I just I, I slammed on the brakes. I says. This yeah. is it. Get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this is the this is what you've been <clears throat> planning. Yeah. And he stood there for quite a while and I didn't want So picture this. I'm in the middle of a tote road. There's no bushes. There's a bunch of junk brush in front of me. Yeah. Nothing to I'm break in the wide open yeah. and he's right there. So I'm thinking I'm busted. So I bring How, the gun What is up. he now? What 40, 60 yards oh, away? At the distance, he's 100 yards. Oh, okay. And so I bring the gun up, and I'm aiming, and I was like, I can hit him, but I really don't want to yeah. at that distance because I don't, I can't tell if there's something between us, and it's open sights. Yeah. So I, I wait, and he just kind of angles down, and he, he's all like this, and then he goes completely calm, wags his tail, and gets all, I shouldn't say he was calm, he wags his tail. And he stiffens, you know, like a bodybuilder. He yeah. stiffens up. His hair's all standing on end. And he starts coming down the hill with that. Like stiff-legged, yeah. Like, and it's a steep hill, but he's, he's still strutting down that hill. And he comes out and stands 75 yards in front of me, wide open, broadside, uh, posturing, looking for who it was who was grunting. Mm -hmm. And I shot. <laughs> and he fell right where he right there boom that was it he never moved again and everything that i had planned went wrong yep i wasn't a ninja yep sure i was ma i made noise 
I scared a deer. Bumped a coyote. Bumped the coyote. Actually, the, the coyote didn't even know I was there or, until he walked up and sniffed my leg. And yeah. Peed on it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but he, you know, honest to God, it was one of those things that all the planning, it worked, but then again, it didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how else to say it, but it was divine intervention. Right. In your mind, was, did you, did you want to be, were you thinking that you were going to be above the deer? before they were uh that was my plan was to try to get up on the mid bench because there's like i said there's three or four i think there's four benches there and i wanted to be at least at the second highest bench before the sun before the sun heated up the thermals but what i think had happened was he had been harassing the does so much that he had come up because the deer i saw was a smaller buck that after i shot him i saw it it came across the top and then took off. It was a smaller eight pointer. I don't, I, I don't know which one it was, but they were obviously, there must've been some does. Everybody's corralling in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were all in that. It's a big bowl. I don't know how to explain it, but if you, if you go like this, there's a ridge here and a ridge here, and then a ridge that goes up saddles and then drops into a big 10 year old clear cut. And they were in that section in the pine. And the coolest part was where he fell was a trail that he used all the time that I had pictures of him tons of times. Rubs, you know, like on trees like this where yeah. he would rub the trees coming down through. There was ground scrapes. Um, it just was this cool spot that I had shot so many deer in that bowl. There was no other place I would rather have shot him. Right. And then again, I didn't want to shoot him. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't want him to die. That's... If I could just relive pow and then pow, groundhog's yeah, day no. and just relive catch it and <laughs> catch and release <laughs> yeah if i could release. it would be so Great cool buck. All right, <laughs> yeah. i like to eat venison as much as anybody but w- wouldn't it be cool if you could do that and let them get bigger every year well yeah and especially just the history with that buck it's like you spend your hunting season isn't going to be the same next year absolutely not you're at work you thought about that deer every day at work. yeah so i think about why am i here like, oh, i still <laughs> think yeah, about it and i think about what went wrong mm-hmm. what i could have done better i think about you know the respect of that deer and how much that one deer i could stop hunting right now believe it or not and i'll say this honestly God, i could stop hunting right now and be satisfied yeah because to me i may have i Will I shoot bigger deer? Probably. Will I shoot nicer rack bucks? Probably. Will I ever shoot a buck that's going to affect me emotionally, personally, and the way I do things like one that one? Never. Yeah, just, I was thinking of all the shit that that one deer taught you. Mm-hmm. You know, after you know, ex- you have been years and years and years in the woods and have mm-hmm. plenty of experience, but that one deer can change the way that you think. I never thought that that's ground people. scent huh? would <laughs> do that. Yeah, would be oh. that important, but I think as the bucks get older and they get smarter, I mean that deer has been around all of us for a long time, mm-hmm. and I think he just understands the ground scent, and okay, he knows what it meant, and it, to me, it's like that changes a lot of the way I'm going to do things from here on out. Yeah, and <laughs> hopefully other people can learn from it, and that's the biggest reason I do the quest for the 200 and all that stuff more than anything. It's entertaining. I try to be funny. I try to, but deep down inside, I want people to learn from it so they can be better and shoot bigger and better and better deer than I ever have yeah. because they've learned something. That's my whole goal 
for all of this is when they put me in the ground, I want somebody who's standing there to at least say, hey, I learned a lot from that guy. Right. And that, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know he has. He'll say it. (laughs) (laughs) I think think I can speak. I think Nick and Garrett. Yep. Dylan, 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 especially absolutely Dylan. Dylan, yep. Dylan has is like a freaking sponge. Anything mm-hmm. that I teach him, he learns, and he learns better than I've done it. Shot his first deer this year. Yep. Shot it with his Marlin thirty thirty. Loves his thirty thirty, and it's a waffle top, baby. Ooh, waffle top, not pre drilled. Yeah. Wicked nice gun. Nice gun. Anyways, I I love that thing. But uh, yeah, he shot his first deer. Dylan's my nephew, by the way. And if you're out there listening to this, I know you will because you listen to everything, Dylan. You're doing a good job. Keep it up. But uh, he shot his first deer, which is a six-pointer I had on camera a ton. And he, when he first started hunting with me, he's like, I ain't shooting nothing but a big giant buck. Yeah. <laughs> Until it comes in front of you. Yeah. 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 And, and I'll give him a – he has turned down button horns. He's turned down spikes, little fork horns. He's turned them down because mm-hmm. he wants you to big rack buck. Yep. This year, 16 years old, got his license. His hunt, uh, fishing license, I mean, a uh, driver's license, hunt license, hunted the day he shot his buck. He was by himself, did everything I taught him how to do, used the wind correctly, entered the woods the right way, was wearing his his Johnson coat. Yeah. <laughs> wearing his, his woolen pants. He was quiet, slow, methodical, and shot a buck. That's awesome. And it's only, it's going up from here. Yeah. So. Good deal. I'm going to go hunt deer right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to. I'd like to be out to shed hunt right now. Damn, snow's too deep. Yeah, I I went out last weekend, just jumped on a track. I brought the dog out, and then I got where you guys kind of drove past today. Got down in there, and the snow's like, it's got that like three inches of fluff, and then crust, and then like another six Uh inches. I'm like, I'm going to die coming out of here. Even on snowshoes. Yeah, it sucks. And I was worried about the dog. He's beating his legs up. So, yep. um, what do we got for time here? We got an hour and five. An hour and five. You want to talk about um, camera mounts or calls? Fam, or bam. Fam, bam, 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 bam. Outdoors. What about this grunt call? I, I heard they work pretty good. Call. It's the best. <laughs> I haven't seen no grunt call yet. Um, yeah, I, I only made a run of ten. Um, I got one. <laughs> Just go over what's what's fam bam. So, uh, Fam Bam Outdoors was uh, created, my daughter and I were dabbling with, you know, thinking about video and and hunts and and just family outdoor activities, and we came up with the idea of starting a Facebook page where we like sharing our outdoor experiences with everybody, and um, we started it so that others could share to the page, and and then uh, (laughs) we got into production when uh, Rob... uh, posted a video of um putting out his trail cameras and uh <laughs> bitching about the i'm good at them that. not uh having any way to adjust your camera without sticking a chunk of wood behind it and mm-hmm. so i went to the drawing board and like what a week later i said hey i got an Text idea me. hey i got an idea for a camera mount i'm like what really already and he shows me the pictures of it and i'm like this freaking kid's a genius yeah and he it, kept improving them. Yeah, it had a little bit of evolution where it, star- oh, yeah, just, it started out yeah, as like two blocks. I mean, they were like an inch thick. And I was like, yeah, I can't. It would only work for like one one style of camera. And I was like, no, I want it so it, 
it'll work for a bunch of different styles. So I went back and I changed the design and that one was too flimsy and it was just a pain in the ass. And then finally, eventually we evolved with the, the um, design that we have now that, that seems to work pretty well for multitude of cameras. Absolutely. Yeah. I like it. I've, I use it on everything. I got it on Exodus cameras, uh, Primos, uh, Wild Game, everything. It yeah. works on everything. I got Spy Point. Um, my, I run Spy Point cameras, and, and it what works What is the well. one that James has? He, uh, I don't uh, remember what Tacticam? Does he run the Tacticam one? I can't remember what he told me. Uh, he's he's got a, James has got a ton of different ones, but every camera we've got, there's only been like one or two that we've had to do a little anything really crazy with to yep. make it work. But. Yeah, it, it, you know, it hooks into the bottom of the tripod. You know, a lot of the new cameras have the tripod screw mount yep. on the bottom. Yep. Yep. Um, the original design had a, uh, a screw at the bottom. It still has a screw at the bottom, but we had to extend the, the piece of it because, the other. yeah, some of it didn't. Um, like the the new um, what the heck uh, is that Reconics? One? No, not Reconics. Uh, what's the new? Bush, uh, not Bush, no. What's the one that Armin's running? I have no idea. Rev, uh, reveal. Reveal. Rev, okay, yeah, reveal. the Tacticam yeah. reveal. Yeah, yeah the, the okay. reveal cams. Um, the the slot wasn't long enough for the screw to attach. It would make it on a wonky angle. Mm -hmm. So I redesigned the the clip at the bottom. I so noticed. I noticed that. I looked at it. You. You had that insert where you can almost adjust it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, like it, yeah, you can. It, it's slick. sliding, but it wasn't sliding far enough forward okay. with the new reveals. So um, we, uh, I took and revamped that so that it would accept the the reveals and everything. Sweet dude. But Good deal. The the <laughs> the grunt call ended up being uh, just I was dubbing around one day and 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 designed. Well, I guess we had gone to the tackle shack. And he had sent, he yeah, had mentioned. He'd asked us if we did the grunt calls. Mentioned like, about hmm. grunt calls. Well, so I was like, yeah, well, I'll try to design something up. So basically, I'm I designed up the barrel, the end that you blow in, and um, I printed up like ten of them, and then I ended up buying because I, I have to buy the components to make the oh, yeah. guts and everything. We looked, at, we looked into doing duck calls. And yeah. it, but it's like. It's it, not bad. You can buy bulk of it. Yeah, yeah, I could buy them the in a bulk of ten with the reeds and the tubes, and yeah. it was like ended up being like five bucks a piece. Yeah, but by the time you get done with the you know printing the uh, barrels yeah. out and, and everything else, you know you're at twelve. Yeah, ten, <clears throat> or, ten or twelve bucks. They're worth a you know? hundred. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like I'm not. I don't. I mean, when you can go to walmart or kmart or buy a flex or, stone for yeah you know, 12 bucks you right know, who, but who the hell wants to buy i i have probably 15 different grunt calls at the house of all different makes yeah and i like this one because of this or that that one that he made is it like squishes down so it's short you can take the tube and squish it down so it's only like that long hangs there you don't even know it's there it's thin it's it's really light and i i keep trying to push aaron and saying it is the most realistic grunt call I have heard. You hear a lot of these grunt calls that you buy, and even with the the adjustments on them, they're too yeah. deep. Mm -hmm. They're too deep. They, you know, that might work if you're in Saskatchewan as a 300 pound yeah, buck. I definitely see that deep. Yeah. Well, how many times have you grunted at a deer that you know is out there is not coming in, and it ends up being doesn't like I'm I'm fucking exactly. out of here. Yeah. And because to me, if I'm going to use a grunt tube. It doesn't matter if it's a big buck or small buck. I want it to sound like a smaller buck. Exactly, yeah. Because a small buck's going to fight a smaller buck. 
a big bike's gonna sm- a big buck's gonna fight a smaller buck, but a small buck doesn't want to fight a big buck. Right. Yeah. So if I sound like some of those grunt tubes or the trophy tubes or something like, Burr. it sounds like it sounds like uh, James Earl Jones, you know, <laughs> growling. Yeah. No, you want something that sounds good, and that one sounds like if you've ever heard a deer grunting in the woods when they're trailing a doe or they're grunting near another deer, it's like. Meh, meh. And that big eight-pointer I shot a couple years back that um, that I tracked all over the top of that mountain, When I, I thought it was a duck. I, honest to God, thought there was a duck flying over right here. <laughs> Sound like a duck. And there's this big-ass buck walking up the yeah, trail. Wait a it. second. <laughs> so even a big monster buck doesn't have to sound huge. The bulls at the farm, they'll make those big, you know, grumbly noises but when they're when they're trying to be soft or or just being calm they make baby noises they yeah. make little noises so the smaller you can make a, a grunt call sound not smaller i mean you don't want to sound like a fawn of obviously yeah but that call he makes has the perfect pitch and it can get deeper if you pull that tube out but the day i used it i had it completely short and i hit it and it sounded like a two and a half year old little tough guy buck who thinks yeah. he's the man you know and i tell you odds he didn't like it his buck, you'll hear in the video, I'm making a lot of noise. I'm really getting aggressive with it. And it wasn't to to, uh, to attract him as much as it was to make him stop. Because that deer had heard the grunt when I first did it. I think it sounded too deep to him. And I think that that buck had had his ass handed to him one or two yeah. times. And so I just kept making the noise just enough till he would get in the open enough to look where he could shoot. Because I know people are going to hear me doing that on the video and go, what is he doing? It's basically just to make him look. Right. Like, to go, what the hell is that noise? Mm-hmm. But that call he made, and I, I <laughs> make more. Because I, I swear to God, we can get, I know we can sell those things. They're, everybody out there, buy them. They're awesome. Yeah. So with the camera mounts, we're going to. Uh, we'll definitely do some, uh, yeah. Uh, Aaron over here definitely was nice of us to give a bunch out, so we'll definitely do a bunch of giveaways. We're gonna run, we're running them. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not giving them all them. away. But no, 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 no. <laughs> but no, we'll definitely give them out so people can try them out. Yeah, and yeah. do some giveaways. Appreciate and, it. Uh, hopefully, you get if, people talking if, about them. If anybody's more. interested, where can they get a hold of you? Uh, they can go on to uh, Facebook under the Fan Bam Outdoors page. Um, Instagram, Instagram, Fan Bam Outdoors. Just send me a message and we can take care of you. Sweet. Give us feedback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If there's something that can be made adjusted, better or something yeah. adjusted, yep. we want to know about it because we want this to be your go-to thing if you're, you're putting cameras be out. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because they work. And I'm telling you, I've got a lot of cameras out there and they all have fan bam stuff on them and they work. They're just, that, they're just good. And Rob, uh, where can people see your videos? Ah, Hunter's Moon Productions on YouTube. Um, we're on Instagram also. And if you want to contact me and ask me questions, because I like to tell people stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, New Hampshire Shed Hunter at msn.com is my email. And uh, they can message you on Instagram too. Yeah, yeah, you can get yeah. me on Instagram too. I think that's uh, New Hampshire Shed Hunter on Instagram. Yeah, also. Yep, yep. I'm not the tech guy, but I'm pretty sure that's where. And it you're is. pretty quick to answer. 
Re- reply back to. Yeah, I have a I have a secretary that does. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's who I talk to when I'm yeah. ever trying to get a hold of you. Yeah, because I, I I don't get, I don't get them. Yeah, I don't have a smartphone or any of that kind of thing. So she does all that for me. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you guys coming over. Oh, well, thanks oh, for having thank us. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Good tips. So we'll, yeah. we'll come over your way in the summertime. Absolutely. Catch back up. We got to do the catfishing. Yeah, I know. We were yeah, seriously. Oh, yeah. I'm going yeah. Yeah. catfishing. We, we go yeah. catfishing. Times, Hopefully, yeah. we get yeah. the boat going. We'll all be out on the boat. So. That'd be sweet. I got a big canoe. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we got a big canoe. Yeah, we know. So. You, yeah, I'm not dragging that canoe anyway. No, that river's it. Yeah, that river's a beast. I got yeah. that eighteen footer, so Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, you probably yeah. won't yeah. know. We're gonna need the baby stroller again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alrighty guys. All right, thanks All right, a lot. Thanks, guys. Yeah, baby, when we're together. It's like Vegas times three. But in the morning I'll know better Cause you're so bad, so bad for me Just like a sip of wine Leads me to drink You're my gateway drug I'm starting to think It's gonna take much more than Just twelve steps so call Betty Ford, call Dr. Drew Save me a bed, cause in a month or two I wanna quit you, girl Just not yet Yeah, baby, when we're together You're the only drug I need But in the morning So bad, so bad for me Bailing down the road past these city lights You got your hands on the wheel and look in your eye I ask myself, is it time to slow down? But the night's still young, we're full of gas Credit cards in my pocket with some limit left in We got friends in the next time Baby, when we're together It's like Vegas times three But in the morning I'll know better Cause you're so bad, so bad for me So bad for me Oh, you're so bad, so bad for me You're so bad, so bad for me So bad for me